Hey, my friend, welcome to the Growth Vault Podcast. Josh here. I'm going to be super, super fast. Now, before I sunset this podcast and reveal all of the epicness that I have waiting for you, because I'm not going anywhere. I'm doubling, tripling, and quadrupling down. It's Joshua 2.0 coming at you. Uh, what I'm going to do is give you a gift. This is a gift to the world. Are you ready? It's called recession marketing. Uh, if you've been living under a rock, maybe you didn't hear that I've been doing trainings for a month inside of a Facebook group. It's free. Just look for recession marketing. However, the content's going to be pulled out of that group here very shortly. Now, as a gift to the podcast listeners, I'm going to publish the audio of all these trainings back to back to back to back. It's going to give you hours of juiciness, all kinds of things that will make you literally make you money uh, for real. So I haven't done something like this before. I hope you love it. Just remember this. In the show notes for this episode and all the episodes I'm going to publish, there's a link where you can actually watch the videos of this. Some of the content won't make as much sense because it's a video training and I show examples sometimes and I have doodles and things like that. So if you're confused on one, just click the link in the description. You can watch the video version of it. And also, don't forget to go to Watch Josh Pitch. Dot com. It'll make sense when you listen to some of these trainings where I'm going to break down how I put together a sales pitch for a program that's going to make a million dollars virtually instantly. So it'll all make sense as you after you go through all this content. Uh, listen to it while you can. You're not going to regret it. It's a big deal. Love you. Let's get started. Hey you, welcome back. Today we're gonna to go through the 16 word sales letter. These are my private notes from a book that I read. You can get the book, you can Google it, 16 word sales letter. It's a really obscure book. Like this isn't a thing you're gonna just see hanging out at Barnes and Noble, right? You gotta dig and dig and find these things. And this guy was a copywriter for Agora. Agora Publishing is like the biggest direct response copywriting company I think in the world. They do billions of dollars a year selling stuff. This is one of their top copywriters who had struggled until he figured out this framework, and this is the framework for it. I'm gonna share it with you, it's super epic, ready? Um, here's the deal. Um, he's gonna share 10 different things you have to answer in a sales letter, meaning written copy, or in a video, or as many as you can all over the place, everywhere you're using it. These are principles and guideposts for you to make more money, to help you be clear-headed when you're presenting it, what it is that you do. Let's just read this opener here. It says, this new opportunity is the key to their desire and is only attainable through my new mechanism. Okay, so the new opportunity part must be different and unique. So if you provide a service that everybody else provides, how do we make what you call the thing you do new and unique? It's as simple as that. You don't have to do anything crazy, okay? But like, what do we call it that sounds new and unique? Or do we add a couple steps to your process that makes it new and unique, right? So this house wash, except we don't wanna say that because it's not new and unique, right? This new five-step protocol to disinfecting siding, maybe that's what it is, is the key to, then we put their desire, to having peace of mind, a clean house with zero risk of damage to personal property. Maybe that's their desire. And it's only available through our ultimate easy button house maintenance bundle, new mechanism, right? Okay, so just keep that in your head, right? Because I know there's people with all kinds of different businesses in here, uh, and some of this is abstract, but check this out. So the first thing he's doing is he's giving examples of new opportunities and new mechanisms. Now, a new opportunity is different than the, the, the new mechanism, okay? Because a new opportunity is describing what is unique about your offer. The new mechanism is how your offer works, okay? Here's some examples so it's not 
marbles in your head. Okay. Do you guys remember P90X? P90X? That was such a huge thing on TV infomercials all the time. Um, what was the guy's name? Tony Horton, I think. So read this copy from there. Avoiding the plateau effect is the key to building muscle. And it's only attainable through the P90X muscle confusion system. Huh. You never read it like that before, did you? Avoiding the plateau effect, that's the new opportunity, is avoiding the plateau effect. And is the key to building muscle, which is the person's desire. And it's only attainable through the P90X muscle confusion system. How cool is that, right? Here's another one. Warming up your prospects is the key to successfully launching a new product online. That's her desire. And it's only attainable through the Jeff Walker product launch formula. His system that he teaches people is his new is unique mechanism, right? Attacking acne at every stage of the cycle is the key to keeping your skin clear and healthy looking, which is what they want, their desire. And it's only attainable through Proactive's combination therapy. So the combination therapy is the unique mechanism, the thing that's been hidden from them, the thing that all the celebrities know about that no one would tell them because they're so evil and they're selfish and they keep it to themselves. But now, lucky you, you've stumbled on this and now you can have an opportunity to have it too. Invisalign, aligning your teeth without ugly braces. I like that. Aligning your teeth without ugly braces, that's a new opportunity, is the key to getting the smile you want without disrupting your life. So they want the smile, that's part of what their desire is, without it being a nightmare pain in their butt. That's the other desire. And it's only attainable through the Invisalign proprietary technology. Ooh, doggy. Eating healthy fast food, new opportunity, is the key to losing weight. And it's only attainable through a diet based on Subway sandwiches. <laughs> Remember the Jared guy? That went sideways. He turned out to be a creep. But for years, that thing crushed it, right? Jared eating subs. Who would have thought? Eat gigantic amounts of bread to lose weight. But guess what? One of the smartest marketing campaigns they ever did. <laughs> Drinking ionized water is a new opportunity. Is the key to feeling young and energetic. Their desire. And it's attainable only through... The Tura Pure Pitcher Unique Filtering System. And there's a couple other examples here that you can read, but that's kind of to set this up. So let's talk about the 10 questions. These are 10 questions that you need to write down and answer them for your business. Um, how is this different than everything else I've seen? How is it different than literally every single thing I've seen? Why should I give you money instead of every and other option available to me as a buyer and a consumer? Well, how is it different, right? Humans are hardwired for novelty. I'll just read my notes. Substantia nigra, I don't know how to say that. Substantia nigra or ventral segmental area of the brain is what lights up when we see new stuff. I need to do more research on that, but that's what this was in this book. It basically was talking about our, how our monkey brain is hardwired literally to ignite when we see novel things, when we see new things, good or bad. Newness by itself captures people's attention. I've known that for a long time, but that was also part of his point in this book. The dopamine reward potential diminishes once we're, we're familiar with something. I talked about the law of familiarity where we don't value things that we're, this is why we're like nicer to strangers than we are to our, our family sometimes. This is why you're a psycho about your new car for a while and then there's Cheetos and French fries and sticky stuff and you don't care anymore. So knowing that as a marketer, like you want your stuff to always feel new and different. There's a reason everything is new and improved, updated, you know, revised, things like that. It's triggering this thing because if it's revised, there must be a fresh new nugget for me. There's a new thing. 
So this is why our unique selling proposition should always be in the headline and at the beginning. It must feel like a breakthrough, like we just figured something out. So how can you answer this for your business? You know, how is the thing that you sell different than everything else you've seen? And how can you uh, make it feel like you just figured something out with your process, your protocol, the method, the methodology, the system, the, the, the steps, the whatever it is that you do, the way you describe using bullets, the, the, the process and the technology and the equipment that you've invested in. How can we use a little bit of techno babble to make it seem like this new breakthrough? Because that's what we do. Second thing, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? So if you don't answer this in seconds, they're gone. So what's in it for me? Like, are they going to save a bunch of money by reading this now? Are they going to get some emotional benefit by reading the three reasons, three mistakes to avoid when hiring a cleaning company or something? Um, there has to be some sort of clear communication uh, on what they're going to get just by engaging in your letter in the first place. Like you're going to learn this thing that no one knows and you'll be super special because now you know it. There has to be something in there, right? The World War One toilet paper story I already told in a different video. The guy wrote a sales letter, got a bunch of German soldiers to quit and it's kind of like was the first snowball that helped end World War Two, World War One. I'm sorry. I think I said World War Two in the first one. It's actually World War One. Anyway, um, but answer that for you. What's in it for me? What's in it for your customer, for your avatar, for your perfect customer? Write that down. Come up with ideas. Number three, how do I know this is real? People are ultra skeptical because everybody's a liar and totally full of crap. And the internet is like 85% bull crap. And they frame everything the way they want to make you think what they want you to think. And by they, I mean every business, every ad, every government thing, all the media, all of Hollywood, all of it. All of it is all the time using this stuff to persuade, manipulate, and get to push you in a direction to emotionally manipulate you literally all the time, all the time. You just don't realize it, okay? So your customer is thinking, how do I know this is real? Why should I care, right? That's when you attach stories of proof, use the ABT structure, the and, but, therefore. This is a little bit deep, but I'll read you the example I screenshotted out of, out of his book. So he's talking about a log line. This is like if you're going to pitch a movie concept to a studio to try to like have a meeting where they give you $100 million to move it to, to like do a video. How could you very briefly explain the concept of a movie in a way that creates curiosity but also makes sense, right? It says a young man meets a crazy scientist and travels to the past in a time machine and meets his future parents. But he accidentally distracts his mother from noticing and falling in love with his father. Therefore he, is for, therefore, he is forced to bring them together or he will cease to exist. So I'll read it without saying weird loud parts. A young man meets a crazy scientist and travels to the past in a time machine and meets his future parents. But he accidentally distracts his mother from noticing and falling in love with his father. Therefore, he's forced to bring them together or he'll cease to exist. So I think this was from Back to the Future. <laughs> it's like it's, it's a concept for Back to the Future, right? That's like the whole thing. Okay, so how does your customer know that it's real? So, and but therefore, what does that mean for a service company? Well, you have stories. Like, and because we have this certain technology that no one else has, um, you're gonna get this amazing result. But a lot of people are wondering if this is really real, which is why we have 17 testimonials on our website. Therefore, we are the best choice ever, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's how, that's how you use the and but therefore. Does that make sense? Okay. Number four, what's holding me back? Reveal the real problem that stopped other solutions from working for them. What's the real problem? They think they think that just all contractors are bad, but that's because they didn't they never did business with a with a friendly certified company contractor, like or something. Like 
Ah, it's so big. Um, okay. You reveal the real problem. So write down what people, uh, why they don't buy from you. And then we'll try to build from there. So it could be money or they think it's money, but what it really is, is, is not understanding how expensive repairs cost on the thing. So if we do a better job explaining, no, 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 you don't understand. Like it's not a thousand dollars to wash your house or you pay nothing and don't wash your house. That's, that's not what you're even comparing. It's a thousand dollars to wash your house or you pay $50,000 to replace this, this, and this other thing, right? Plus there's going to be termites and bugs and mold and water will get trapped behind the thing or whatever it is, right? It's all about giving them hope that your new opportunity will address the previously hidden real issue and then justify past failures. It's not your fault that you did this before, wasted money and didn't get the result you want. The fact is, is that there's just a lot of bad people out there, but here's the two reasons how you know for a fact, irrefutably, that that is impossible for that to happen with us because of this and this and this. And then you're, you're, that's number four, what's holding them back? Number five, who or what is to blame? Whose fault is it, right? Well, it's the fault of pollution or it's the fault of the spiders on the lake, right? Make the spiders the bad guy. That's why your house is so nasty because it probably is. But we don't just say your house is nasty. It's like these dang spiders. So what we do, we do this, 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 plus we do a spider defense treatment to do this other thing so it lasts cleaner longer. Now we have a new uh, mechanism, right? That the other companies don't even have because they don't think like this. So create an enemy or identify the enemy of your customer. And it doesn't have to be another person. It could be a company. It could be an idea. It could be an institution. It could be an animal, a bug. It could be anything. It could be water damage. It could be the enemy, anything. Um, use cult principles and tap into human tribal needs. <laughs> I won't even go there. Uh, two studies, 50 millisecond exposure to the face of another race triggers the amygdala in your brain. So it triggers fight, fight or flight in people when they just see a picture of someone that doesn't look like them. That's weird, isn't it? So, so what does that have to do with any of this? It just has to do with when you create an enemy for someone or the perception of an enemy, it triggers them to pay attention at a deeper level. Soccer fans are more likely to help an injured fan if they wear the same jersey. What? It's really sad, but it's true. So create an us versus them and create a common enemy. Don't just invent an enemy. Use one your prospect already has bias against. Very important. This is a whole nugget right here. Just this one thing. Nugget, nugget, nuggety, nuggetiness. Okay, number six. Why now? Why should they care now? You Use the either or fallacy to create a dilemma in your prospect. The four levels of resistance when trying to sell or persuade. Okay, this is a gold nugget mind bomb. You ready? There's re reactance. It's when they feel you're trying to limit their freedom. Like when a salesman rings your doorbell. So someone, if you're bothering someone with a Facebook ad, there's like a reactance like, no, screw you. I don't want to do this right now. And so your hooks and the things you're doing are like trying to fight that force of resistance, initial resistance. We all have it all the time. Secondly is distrust. So if you get them to like consume it a little bit, now they move on to, I don't trust you. I don't know you. I don't like you, right? And they want to debunk and be skeptical of all the claims you make. So you need to shower them with evidence and proof and counterintuitive things. You got to like bathe them in social proof. The more, the better. Then they start to scrutinize. They're like, well, yeah, okay, you're trustworthy. But what about this thing and that other thing and this other objection? And so now this is the third layer deep of, of buying resistance. This happens uh, after they switch from emotion to logic, right? So their, their emotion when they're in reactance, then they go to number two, distrust, and they're still emotional. Then they start becoming a little bit logical, at least they think they are. And uh, that's why details about your claims matter. So when they're getting ready to where maybe they'll buy, that's when they're like, how many days shipping is this? And is there an extra fee for this? Is there a hidden cost for that? We need to be addressing those things, right? 
and that's true for your business too. And uh, how do I know my, the maid is going to be really great? Well, you talk about background checks, you talk about trainings and protocols, you talk about the accountability and however you do all the stuff and how they have a badge that certifies that they were thoroughly investigated or whatever. And then number four is inertia. So inertia is like, basically, you know how objects in motion tend to stay in motion, right? And objects that are not in motion tend to stay not in motion. So when someone's not buying and they weren't trying to be buying, they're just sitting there, it takes some 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 outside force to get them to move to pull out their wallet it's easier to stay put we must create a why now story that is high stakes use FOMO heavily use fear of missing out heavily because it's what drives people to action this is why I say that it's your moral obligation to to use this stuff to sell your stuff to people because you're not protecting them by not doing this they're still going to buy from someone else who sucks and does a terrible job compared to you if I did recession marketing give all this training and I don't push and gradually push harder and push harder at the end to sign up for Warplan Insiders while you still can then I don't love or care about you at all because I'm not helping you by not selling it to you. I'm helping you by pushing you to do it. So when all this content gets pulled out of this group, what do you think happens? There's people in here that are just bad at making decisions. And if you're honest with yourself, your lack of decisiveness in the past is one of the reasons that you struggled and you're not as far ahead as you could be, right? Can we just be honest? It's true for me too. But if I say I'm taking it all away, unless you sign up, that helps you, Ugh, dang it, Josh. And then you sign up. Guess what happens after that? Then we get to actually deliver on all this stuff, implement it, get you a big result, and it's going to be amazing. But just get the inertia to get you to stop for two seconds and go to watchjoshpitch.com and actually go down and actually sign up. It's a lot of work. So this outside force, the pressure, the psychology, how I'm giving and giving and giving, but also coming in and tough loving, it's all choreography. And you do the same thing with your business. Okay, number seven, why should I trust you? The three credibility building storylines. Why should I trust you? Well, there's three little hacks on how to get people to trust you. Number one, I've been in your shoes or the Robin Hood or the expert. So either I'm an expert, I'm an expert because I have X result, you don't, I'm super jacked and ripped and you're fat, therefore, boom. Okay, that's why you should trust me because I got six pack, you don't. I have a million bucks, you don't, you're broke, right? Or the, the Robin Hood storyline, this is pretty cool, is you stole a secret from rich insiders. It's best if you accidentally stumbled upon it, right? Or you're now leveling the playing field for the little guy. You could use this in a service business like talk, talking about how you used to work for a company and at the time you didn't realize how unethical they were and how they actually tricked and took advantage of homeowners. And what they do is they'd make sure their first cleaning was really, really this and this. Then they would train their team to do the maintenance cleaning and just make sure they're really friendly to the homeowner, but you don't really have to pay attention to detail because we got to get out quicker so we make more profit. And I just thought that was insane. So what we did in our company is we built a policy as part of our mission statement to blah, 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 so you never have to do that again. That builds so much trust. I just made up a fake thing, but make a real thing like that, structured like that. And then the I've been in your shoes challenge is like, you know, you don't just own a maid service, but you know what it's like to be a busy, overworked mom that just doesn't have time to clean it. It's like, I can level with you. You know, my house is the last one to get clean because I'm running a company too. And we have three kids and my husband works and we travel. So I understand it. That's why the way we facilitate our scheduling at ABC Maid is, is, is it's called the, the time optimization method. And what it does is it guarantees that it's always scheduled at the convenient time for you and whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay. Number eight, how does it work? Get the prospect to nod his head and think, yeah, that makes sense. That makes a ton of sense. So after you actually explain it, you're pitching, you're explaining 
how you make the beer, how it works. Uh, um, oh, I don't want to get into the Dr. Brinkley stuff. <laughs> That's why I'd have to explain a 20-minute thing. My new mechanism is the only way to get your desire because it uses the insert already accepted logical reason here to unlock the results. So how does it work? How does your process work for your service company? How does your process work if you're a realtor? How does your process work if you're an information marketer? First, we're going to do this. Then we're going to do this. And you have 24 money-making missions. Then we're going to have open office hours. That way you can get direct uh, questions answered by Josh here. That overcomes this objection. Like, oh, group coaching is cool, but then I'm going to get stuck and, and I won't get the answer to my thing. Nope, nope, you will. And here's why. Then after that, we do this. Then we have an event in Texas to celebrate it all, put the finishing touches on anything and laugh and cry together and high five because we all just made a lot more money, right? Number nine, how can I get started? How can I get started? So insert your no-brainer offer here. Um, the product is mightier than the pen. That What he's saying there is that like if you actually suck at what you do, all this stuff I'm teaching you doesn't even help. It really doesn't. You actually have to be really good at what you do. It has to be legit. Like you need to like, you know, get the skeletons out of the closet, like fire the bad cancerous employee. You need to like be a better leader. You need to like actually do a phenomenal job for people. Cause when you do that and you know this, it's rocket ship game over. Nobody can touch you. Most of your competitors aren't very good at what they do anyway. Imagine if you're really good at what you do. And that's what he means by the products mightier than the pen. Okay. Pen and all this tr tricky stuff is cool, but your products got to crush it. Uh, anyway, uh, focus on widening the value gap. We've talked a lot about that in other videos. Don't lower the price, increase the value. Also talked about that in a lot of other videos. Use comparison to anchor value. Another company charges X and we give you the same thing for this much. Or the cost of college is X, but the Warplan Insiders is only 5K, right? It's not even close, right? And you're going to get more actual bank account in your bank account results with implementing these things in your business than you ever were will by spending four years at a college, right? So you get more for less or use comparison of like the cost of doing nothing is high, but if you maintain your home, it's this. The cost of not cleaning your house increases anxiety, it increases depression, it increases all this strife at home and arguments between husbands and wives and it's totally unnecessary because it's only this much money and all this is gone. So like the pain of this is this big and the cost of solving the problem for you is only this big. And then use scarcity, use bonuses and risk reversal. You're starting to see a pattern because even though these are other people's frameworks and, and some of my own frameworks, there's principles embedded in all of them. They're just all a little bit different. So here is your template, just screenshot right there. Uh, if you're in Warplane Insiders, you'll get all this, but screenshot this at least. And it says, number one, your main offer. Okay, two, programs or subscriptions. Three, testimonials. Four, false close. Five bonuses, six value stack, seven final price, eight guarantee. So this is the template for when you're dropping your pitch, not for the whole thing. So you're answering all these questions to like build the relationship, overcome objections. And then when you like make your offer, you're like, first thing you get is the house wash, right? Boom. Okay. So, so the main offer is the main offer, the main thing they called you for, right? But again, it's not just a product. It's an offer, so there's components. So then you start unpacking all the components, right? You do have testimonials, a false close. A false close is when you anchor them at a high price. You can see that at watchjoshpitch.com. And then bonuses that hopefully un are just as valuable as the whole cost of admission. It's an extra thing they need but haven't thought about that's super valuable. And then you stack all the value of all the things they get, you give them the final price, then you give a guarantee. Okay, last one is what do I have to lose? It says create a push-pull to not sound needy. 
okay? You don't want to sound desperate when you sell. Like one rule for sales teams and for yourself, frankly, is to sell like you have a million dollars in the bank. Because you, have you ever noticed that when you're when you're out trying to give estimates and sell, that your close rate is stronger when you're super busy, you're totally booked out three or four weeks and you can't even think straight? You're closing everybody because you walk with this vibe, this charisma, this certainty, this confidence that you don't normally have. It's because you're freaking crushing it and it doesn't really matter if they buy or not. If it's really true that it doesn't matter, it makes them want to buy more, okay? So that's what push-pull means, right? You don't want to sound needy, like, please give me money, sir. Can I have some more porridge? Will you buy my service company, please? Right? You want to push them away a little bit. Make them feel in control. Like, hey, maybe this isn't for you. Hey, maybe you'll notice that I do all these things because this is already programmed in my brain for 15 years, okay? Um, maybe this isn't for you. That's okay if it's not. I'm still your friend. It's all good. But then they're like, well, no, may, may I think maybe it is for me. Actually, oh, that's fair enough. Let's talk about that. You know, what, what do we need to do to get started first? Do you want to pay with a check or a credit card? Go ahead with Visa. Oh, Amex or MasterCard. Perfect. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then you can use this, this, this hat called the way I see it. The way I see it, you can do nothing and your current pain stays in place. Or you could do it yourself. Fair enough. You could totally do that. There's, there's upside and downside, right? It's a massive amount of time, frustration. You can't do it as good as we can do it. You definitely can't do it as fast as we can do it. But fair enough, you can do it yourself. Or the third thing is just let us do the heavy lifting. Let us just do it, right? The truth is with recession marketing, you can watch all this stuff, take comprehensive massive notes, which I hope you're doing. And then after this is pulled off and deleted off the internet, you're, you're okay because then you can like hold yourself accountable somehow to like implementing it. When you get stuck in a specific question, you'll figure it out eventually and then it, you'll make a bunch of money. You can do that. Or if you want, let our group do some of the heavy lifting with you so that we do it as a group. There's a, there's actual accountability because when you pay, you pay attention. You're in the group. We install all these things. Plus I teach you more stuff that we're not even going to get into in recession marketing. Plus we have an event at the end of the, in March where we get together, we celebrate it. We wrap any final things up. Like you could do that. That's a viable, or, or you could do it yourself. You could, right? Or you do nothing, which is the worst option. But this is a way to create a push pull. Like, what do you have to lose? You have to help them understand. Like, if you don't hire me to wash your house, you're not going to die, but your house is going to suffer. And you're taking one more step towards a bigger and bigger problem down the road. If you hire a cheaper company, it might work out fine. The problem is that it might not. In fact, there's a strong chance that it, it might not. And not just from the legal liability side, but from the potential damage you do to your property because nobody else has $53,000 soft wash equipment like we have. And they just come in like a maniac Zorro and just blast your house with lots of pressure. It's really risky to do that. So you can do that, but I just want you to understand that's how that works. Okay. So here's a recap, right? Start by writing down the one belief. The one belief meaning um, one belief for a service company is just that, you know, they need to buy your stuff. You're the only company that they can buy the thing from. And it's very risky to do business with anybody else. Next, you answer the first of the seven qu questions with a sentence or two, right? Which is, here's a list of all the questions if you want to screenshot it. And again, from the beginning, this, this blank is the key to your desire and the only attainable through my new mechanism. The Warplan Insiders is my unique mechanism. What's yours? What is your thing? What can we call it? Engage with me in the comments. Honestly, I'm, my brain's a little fried because I've recorded these back to back to back today. It's very intense stuff. Uh, but I, I, I know there's questions. I know that some of these things create two questions for every one answer. But I also know you're excited because you're like, oh my gosh, this is the secret juice. This is the real stuff. Um, 
but maybe you're overwhelmed. Are you? If you are, let me know. Let's talk about it. Uh, let me know what's holding you back from joining Warplan Insiders. What is it? What, what would need to happen for you to take action and bet on yourself? I'm curious. Send me a message if you don't want to put it publicly or comment on Facebook. That's why we're here. Let's talk about it. I hope this is serving you, blowing your mind and helping you. And I'll see you in the next video. Bye.